Hello, Dork Squad. I'm Jonathan Cormer, and you're listening to Dork Tales Storytime, the podcast for kids and their pop culture-loving grown-ups. And this is an inspiring story about a hidden hero of history. It's a beautiful day for a story, adventure and glory, new friends and old ones too. It's an excellent day to get swept away in a tale, so let us regale you. Oh, oh, found one. Oh, this is a good one. All right, and uh, oh, I love this series. And uh, oh, mm-hmm. this uh, biography looks uh, interesting. Uh, well, anyway, all right, uh, gotta keep going and finding this. Why, hello there, Jonathan. Out for a stroll, I see. Oh, uh, hi, Reg. I was just on my way to your humble abode to drop off some fresh-cut flowers. I found some gorgeous blooms while out foraging and thought I'd share the wealth. Oh, well, that's that's so nice of you. Shall we go back to your place, then? I'd like to arrange these in your most stunning vase. Give you a real prize-winning display. That sounds amazing. But uh, give me just one second. I'm following a trail. Are you? Does this have something to do with the five or so books in your arms? It does. I was just volunteering over at the library and found a few books on the floor, so I picked them up to reshelve them, but before I knew it, I was following a trail of books right out the door. Ooh, a mystery. I just love a good mystery. Like Sherlock, which is one of the books I found, ironically. My friend Sherlock wrote a book. You know, Reg, I have a feeling that you're talking about someone else. You mean my squirrel friend, Sherlock Nittlesby, right? How is it that you always have a friend that has the precise name of something I'm trying to tell you about, which ultimately sends us off into a series of wild misunderstandings? Because I'm very popular? (sighs) Well, anyways, it is a mystery. Let's use the power of deduction. Uh, Just like Sherlock, when he was trying to find the nuts he hid away for winter. Right. Hmm, let's see. If you look closely here, one might observe that this log has been pushed ever so slightly to the left meaning our culprit is likely headed in this direction. How could you possibly notice that? I walk to your house every day, Jonathan. I have to stay alert. And as Sherlock says, it's all about the details. That's what makes him a good detective. Uh, Sherlock Nettlesby is no detective, but maybe he should consider it. (sighs) Anyways... If we just walk this way a little further, we should find our book borrower. Psst, Jonathan, the trail leads to that tree. Hey, you're right. Okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. Ah! 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 Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I was just, uh, we were just, uh, we found books. Right, right, books. Ay, caramba. Oh, dear. 
I didn't realize I dropped these. Sorry for the scare. Let's start over. Hello, I am Reginald T. Hedgehog, and this is my human sidekick, Jonathan. Yes, I am... Hey, wait, what? Hola, encantado de conoceros. I'm Isabella the Bear. I don't think we've seen you around the folktale forest. Oh, no, I'm not one to go out and about. Usually I'm just with my family. I prefer the comforts of my den and a very good book. Come to think of it, I don't think I noticed you at the library. I mostly nestle into the corners. They're the perfect spots to read in peace. Eh, I understand that. Gracias. Thank you for finding these books. I guess I got carried away on this last trip and took more than I could carry. Well, no one appreciates the love of good stories more than us. One time, Jonathan packed at least 20 books for our vacation and almost forgot to bring a change of clothes. <laughs> hey, that's, uh, that, that's, that's true. Actually, that's, that's totally true. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I would do, too. Uh, do you mind me asking which book you're reading now? Oh, this? It's about one of my biggest heroes in all of history. Pura del Pre. She was a magnificent librarian, storyteller, writer, and puppeteer. And she was the very first Puerto Rican librarian hired by the New York Public Library. Wow, she sounds amazing. Isabella, would you tell us more about her? We love to learn about hidden heroes of history. Well, it would be my pleasure. Where should I start? Por donde empiezo? When was she born? Miss Belpre was born in Sidra, Puerto Rico. The date of her birth is not exactly known. People have said she was born on February 2nd, 1899, December 2nd, 1901, and February 2nd, 1903. Hmm, more mystery. She grew up loving and telling stories. It was an important part of her life from a very young age. I can relate to that. When she went to college, she originally planned to become a teacher. But she decided to stay in New York City after visiting for her sister's wedding, and her path completely changed. Is this when she joined the New York Public Library? Es verdad. That's right. At the time, she was living in Harlem, and the city had a growing Puerto Rican population. She was recruited as part of an initiative to connect the local community with the library. And this library is quite the institution, is it not? That's right, Reg. It's a public library system in New York City that has 53 million items and 92 official locations. The library locations are called branches. Like on a tree, with the main library as the trunk and all the branches as the different locations. Yes? That's right. It's the second largest public library in the United States and the fourth largest in the world. Goodness, that's impressive. Miss Belpre began as an assistant at the 135th Street branch in Harlem. In 1925, she studied at the library school of the New York Public Library, and then she was transferred to the 115th Street branch to continue her outreach in the growing Puerto Rican community. I imagine her background helped her connect more deeply with people throughout the city. Seguro. Miss Belpre traveled all over the city, from the Bronx to the Lower East Side, telling stories using handmade puppets, 
and speaking in Espanol and in English. Nobody else was doing this at the time. That's wonderful. One of my favorite details I read about her story time is that she would place a lit candle next to her. And at the end of her time reading aloud, she would allow the children to make wishes on the candle before it was blown out. <sighs> well, that's magical. I just love wishes. In fact, last night, I went outside to watch shooting stars and wished... Oh, don't, don't say it, Reg, or it may not come true. <laughs> He's right, Reg. Oh, oh dear. I've forgotten myself. Thank you both for saving my wish. Uh, anyways, carry on, Isabella. Beyond her time-telling stories, she became an advocate for the Spanish-speaking community. She established more bilingual story hours. Which means that the storyteller spoke in both Spanish and English. Just like Ms. Belpre, right? Claro que sí. That's right. She also bought Spanish language books and brought them into the library. And she put together programs that allowed her community to celebrate their traditional holidays. Oh, I love holidays. Uh, can you share an example of one of these jolly festivals? Hmm. Oh, Three Kings Day, also known as Epiphany, El Día de Reyes. It's a very important holiday in Hispanic culture. Everyone should have a space that recognizes and celebrates their important traditions. I couldn't agree more. Miss Belpre's work turned the 115th Street branch into a very important cultural center for Latino, Latina, and Hispanic New Yorkers. And it was very groundbreaking. Her programs are still being offered today. So bilingual story hours might not exist without her work? That's correct. Eso es correcto. Now, you said she was also an author? When she found there were no books for children in the Spanish language or that depicted Puerto Rican culture, she decided to write them herself. Like this one right here. See, si. The first story she wrote and published was Perez and Martina, a love story between a cockroach and a mouse. A cockroach and a mouse? I, I don't know that I've met a cockroach and a mouse that have enough in common to fall in love. Well, it says here, Reg, that she wanted to share these stories because it showed characters who were able to come together across different cultures. That was an important story for children who immigrated to the United States and rarely saw themselves reflected in stories. So they often felt like they didn't belong. Her writing also meant that children could continue to stay connected to their cultures. Well, that's remarkable. Absolutamente. Miss Belpre translated many Puerto Rican folktales for exactly this purpose. In fact, the first book of Puerto Rican folktales published in the United States was Miss Belpre's. She used her role in the library to show her community that their stories matter. She was a visionary and made sure that the Puerto Rican language and culture would be passed down to new generations. But her reach extends even further. I'm from Spain myself. But to see library books in my first language really makes me feel seen. That's amazing, Isabella. Her legacy continues on. And on and on. Whoa! ¿Qué? What is it? Well, speaking of enduring legacies, I just read here that some of her original puppets are still in use today. 
Oh, yes. And librarians have led puppet-making workshops with library visitors. Mr. Reg, add learn how to make puppets to our bucket list. Uh, consider it added. There is also an award named in her honor that recognizes Latino and Latina writers. The Pura Belpre Award is especially important. We still have more work to do to make sure there are diverse authors and stories represented in children's literature. I'm so glad Ms. Belpre taught us just how much that matters. Yes, indeed. What an incredible hero. Thank you for sharing her story with us, Isabella. It was so nice of you to take time out of your reading day. We know how crucial reading hours are. Here, as a token of our gratitude. ¡Qué sorpresa! Oh, wow! These flowers are so beautiful! <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> he picked them himself from around his hovel. I really love them. And it was my pleasure to tell you my hero's story. So, is this something you do often? My, oh my! You wouldn't believe the people we've learned about. Well, I do love a good tale. Oh, let us tell you some excellent ones then. Do you want to hear about intergalactic space travel? Or a daring ocean rescue? Ooh, or the bravest of aviators soaring to new heights? We could also talk about that one story. Ooh, the one with the inventions. Uh, yes, and the incredible plant research. Oh, right. I was thinking about the one with the beginnings of Wi-Fi. Espera! Whoa! Slow down! Let's take these books back to my den. I'll make some refreshments, and then please tell me all of these stories. Excellent. Elementary. Let's begin with the story about summiting Mount Everest. So this story is about Tenzing Norgay. You ever heard of Tenzing Norgay? Well, uh, he was a Sherpa uh, living in Nepal, and he and his friend... This has been a John in Character production. The Hidden Heroes of History episode was written by Molly Murphy. Jonathan and Mr. Reg were performed by Jonathan Cormer. Special thanks to special guest actor Erica Ludwig, who voiced Isabella the Bear. Sound recording and production by Jermaine Hamilton at Hamilton Studios. Reach out to us on Instagram or email us at dorktalesstorytime at gmail.com. Find links in the show notes or go to dorktalesstorytime.com. Now, go be the hero of your own story, and we'll see you next Once Upon a Time.